Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevTechify Nation, and if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at Threat Actor Tools. We'll be discussing introduction to attack tools, evolution of those security tools, and then finally, categories of different types of attacks. This episode is part of my series on network security. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. Ethical hacking uses many different types of tools to test the network and end devices. To validate the security of network and its systems, many network penetration testing tools have been developed. However, many of these tools can also be used by threat actors for exploitation. Password crackers are, are one of these tools. Passwords are the most vulnerable security threat. Password cracking tools are often referred to as password recovery tools and can be used to crack or recover the password. Password crackers here, they repeatedly make guesses in order to crack a password and access the system. Now there's a lot of tools out there. Some of these examples of these password cracking tools are John the Ripper, Offcrack, Loftcrack, THC Hydra, Rainbow Crack, and Medusa. Wireless hacking tools. Wireless networks are more susceptible to network security threats. Wireless hacking tools are used to intentionally hack into a wireless network to detect security vulnerabilities. Example of these wireless hacking tools include Aircrack NG, Kismet, Insider, Kismac, Firesheep, and NetStumbler. These tools all allow you to break encryption, WEP. To break WEP encryption, the first people to do that, it took them about an hour. Nowadays, there are tools out there. If you if you run across a network that's running WEP encryption, there's tools out there that will crack that password in less than 30 seconds. And all you have to do is click start. Network scanning and hacking tools. Network scanning tools are used to probe the network devices, servers, hosts for open TCP and UDP ports. Example of some of these scanning tools are Nmap, SuperScan, Angry IP Scanner, and NetScan tools. Packet crafting tools are used to probe and test the firewall's robustness. So they, they, they attack a firewall to see how much can they really stop. Now, there's specifically crafted forged packets. Examples of such tools is HPing, Scappy, SoScat, Yoshina, NetScat, NPing, and Nemesis. Packet sniffers tools are used to capture and analyze packets within a traditional Ethernet LAN or wireless LAN. Tools include Wireshark, TC Dump, EtherCap, and DNS, or sorry, D, DSniff. Rootkit detectors is a directory or file integrity checker used by white hat hackers to detect installed root kits. Some examples are AID, Netfiler, and PF, OpenBSD, Packet Filler. What these rootkit detectors do is they look at your root and see, have any of these files been manipulated? Is there been any unauthorized changes? Do they not match the MD5 hashes that they're supposed to? They identify those problems for you. Fuzzers are tools used by threat actors when attempting to discover a computer system 
Vulnerabilities. Examples of fuzzers include Skipfish, Wapati, and W3AF. Forensic tools. White hackers use these forensics tools to sniff out any trace of evidence existing in a particular computer system. So they look at a system to see, is there any evidence here that there was? Now there's a couple of tools. One is SleuthKit, Helix, Meltego, and Encase. They all go in, look at your system. Is there any evidence that there was a hacker in there, that there's malware? To identify that there was a problem. Debugger tools are used by black hat hackers, people who are trying to do damage to yourself, to reverse engineer binary files, the executables, when writing exploits. Now, they're also used by white hat hackers when analyzing malware. So you get some malware, let's run a debugger against it and actually see if we can find out any information there. Some of the de debugging tools include GDB, Windig, and IDAB Pro. Hacking operating systems are specifically designed operating systems preloaded with the tools and technologies optimized for hacking. A lot of times they come on a CD, a live CD. You boot to that CD, you boot to that USB drive. You don't touch the files on your hard drive, but now you're in a hacking operating system that has all of these tools pre-installed for you. Some of these examples of specially designed hacking operating systems include Kali Linux. It's probably the most popular. SE Linux, Nopix, Parrot OS, and Backbox Linux. Those all typically provide a live boot, so you can boot off a CD, you can boot off a USB without affecting your operating system, and you have all those hacking tools. Now, encryption tools safeguard the contents of an organization's data when it's stored or transmitted. Encryption tools use algorithm schemes to encode the data to prevent unauthorized access to the data. So if somebody intercepts your files, they, when they open them, they're not going to see what the file actually contains. They're going to see the encrypted data. It's just going to look like a bunch of random letters and numbers. Some tools here are Veracrypt, CypherShed, OpenSSH, OpenSSL, OpenVPN, and S-Tunnel. Vulnerability exploitation tools identify whether a remote host is vulnerable to a security attack. So they, they look at a remote host and say, can we attack it? And they run through a whole list of different things to try to see if they can get into it. Now, some of these examples of vulnerability exploitation tools include Metasploit, Core Impact, SQL, SQL Map, Social Engineer Toolkit, and NetSparker. Vulnerability scanners scan a network or a system to identify open ports. We're talking your layer four logical ports, port 80, HTTP. Now, they can also be used to scan for known vulnerabilities and scan virtual machines, bring your own devices and client databases. Now, some of these examples here are NIPA, Secure PSSI, Core Impact, and Nessus. If you like this episode on Threat Actor Tools and you get value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, click the notification bell, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. Turn on notifications to be alerted every time I release a new episode, and there are quite a few episodes headed your way. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. There are several categories of attack. 
First one is an eavesdropping attack. Now, this is an attack when a threat actor captures and listens to network traffic. This traffic is also referred to as, a, as sniffing or snooping. So they have access to your network traffic. Either they're plugged in to your network and somehow are getting all the traffic going across there, or this usually happens with wireless traffic, because wireless traffic is broadcast to anybody who can hear it, and that's why you want good encryption. Another attack category is data modification attack. Now, this data modification attacks occurs when a threat actor has captured enterprise traffic or just really any traffic and has altered the data in the packets without the knowledge of the sender or the receiver. What would be an example here? You're going to send me some money. So what happens is you send me $100. A threat actor intercepts that and changes that $100 into $10, sends the $10 to me. Well, there's $90 there. He just made $90. Another attack category is IP address spoofing. Now, an IP address spoofing attack is when a threat actor constructs an IP packet that appears to originate from a valid address inside the corporate network. Because it has a valid address from inside the network, sometimes it can get through firewalls and other security measures. Password-based attacks occur when a threat actor obtains the credentials for a valid user account. These threat actors then use that account to obtain list of other users and network information. So they get in, they, they, they get in with a valid account, and then they start looking around to get other lists of accounts. Now, they could also change server and network configurations, modify, reroute, or even delete data. A denial of service attack prevents normal use of a computer or network by valid users. So people who are supposed to be getting this, you have an e-commerce site, you have customers coming and buying stuff. If there's a or, uh, sorry, a denial of service attack against that server, people who want to buy stuff from you can't get to it. Now, after gaining access to a network, a denial of service attack can crash applications or network services. This denial of service attack can also flood a computer or the entire network with traffic until a shutdown becomes until a shutdown occurs because of overload. Now, a DOS attack can also prevent traffic, which results in a loss of access to network resources by authorized users. A man-in-the-middle attack occurs when threat actors have positioned themselves between the source and the destination. Now, once they're in between there, they can actively monitor, capture, or control the communication transparently. The source and destination are sending information back and forth, but this threat actor has somehow inserted himself in that communication path, so now he can receive data as it's being sent. He can manipulate and send it on, or he can just record it. A compromised key attack occurs when a threat actor obtains a, secu a secret key. Now, this is referred to as a compromised key. This compromised key can be used to gain access to security communications without the sender or receiver being aware of it. He can basically unencrypt that text. And finally, a sniffer attack is an application or device that can read, monitor, and capture network data exchanges and read network packets. If the packets are not encrypted, the sniffer provides a full view of the data inside the packet. Even encapsulated, meaning inside of a tunnel, packets can be broken open and read unless they are encrypted. 
the threat actor does not have to have that access key. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on Threat Actor Tools. If you like this episode on Threat Actor Tools and you got value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're listening on, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel and turn on notifications. That way you'll get, get alerted every time I release a new video and there's a bunch of videos headed your way. All my socials and contact information, they can be found on my website, kevtechify.com. In my upper right is my playlist for my series on network security. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I linked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode on my series of network security. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.